Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mac has it. Mac driving. He's got Hayward behind. He gives it to Gordon. There's 30. A slam dunk, a two-hand rim rocker. And Gordon's got 30 points for the third straight game and first time in his NBA career. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 3rd of January, 2017. The Jazz are winning. Is that enough? We'll break down how the Jazz have played in their four-game win streak. Plus, is it a, is there a chance that Gobert and Hayward are all-stars? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Glad to be back with you for Locked on Jazz after a week off. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a daily podcast of every NBA team out there, and the Jazz play the Celtics today. John and Jay do an incredible job with Locked On Celtics, so make sure you grab that today. Uh, hopefully a good Locked On NBA episode coming out this week, then we'll do some uh, mid-season reports on Locked On NBA as well. Uh, hope you didn't mind me taking a little time. Uh, my voice needed it. Quite, fr- quite frankly, it was... A good little break. Got to survive the season. Uh, So appreciate that very much uh, in allowing me uh, to do that. Today's show is brought to you by Jamalto for your data security and by SeatGeek with the promo code LOJAZZ. You get $20 rebate after your first purchase. All right, let's get right to it. We're going to do our pins across the world. We'll look at how the Jazz are playing on their four-game win streak against four bad teams. And then we will uh, look ahead as the road trip gets tough. And then is there a chance that Gordon Hayward or Rudy Gobert can make the all-star team for the Jazz, who are currently fourth in the Western Conference? Each day, though, we start no different in 2017 than we did for all of 2016. It's been too fun uh, to learn a little bit about all of you on pins across the world. Pins across the world is when you send in a nice little note to us, tell us uh, how you became a jazz fan, where it is that you're listening from. Today uh, comes from Kenya Weather. Let's see, Kenya Weatherill. I think that's right. Wetherill, Wetherill, Wetherill. Uh, hi, David. I'm 28. I'm actually from the island of Antigua in the Caribbean. But now I live in New York. I'm pretty much the only jazz fan I know, so your podcast really keeps me up to date and informed. I first became a jazz fan during the John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek, Carl Malone days. I especially loved watching John play, and to this day, he's still my favorite basketball player ever. Though this current crop of jazz players are giving him competition, I still remember as a kid crying during both back-to-back series championship game clinchers as MJ's dagger put through our hearts. I remember crying to my mom that it wasn't fair, and I actually stopped watching basketball like I religiously used to because I couldn't get take the heartbreak. I was following from afar during the dark Corbin years, uh, saw 
days. Not quite sure. And the odd uh, game, then we drafted a gem out of ba- out of uh, Butler, and my interest was back on a million. I found my deep love for the Jazz. I now stream every game as my schedule permits and constantly reading articles about our team, our GM, and Snyder. I hope we will be around for a long time, if not longer than Jerry Sloan was. That would be quite something. I absolutely love how, uh, how much potential our team has. George Hill has been such a huge addition, and I look forward to seeing how far we can go once we're healthy. Your podcast really allows me to keep up to date. And, uh, and accessory saying nice things about me. Kenya from, well, a little bit of the Caribbean and now in New York City. I hope you got a chance to maybe come out and, and see the jazz yesterday while you were in New York City. That is our pin across the world as we head to you, come to you from Boston, uh, today. So, I, I, the jazz have won four in a row. Uh, last night's game, they, their tie go in the fourth quarter. They just kind of run away from from the end uh, and win it. Uh, it it I I get the feeling, and maybe I'm self maybe I'm imposing this. That's like, gosh, shouldn't we be rolling more easily? I, I'm not sure about that actually. And fact of the matter is, I, I kind of think that this is the reality of the league. Uh, and and one thing that jumped out to me particularly last night was. If you kind of look at last night's game, by the end of it, it, it is kind of a blowout. I mean, it's a 100-89 win, 12-point win on the road. That's – I'm not sure you can ask for more. I'm not sure that you can – I'm sure Quinn will ask for more. But I'm not sure in reality you can say, hey, we, we need to be up by 10 and maintain the lead the whole time. Uh, particularly because the way some of these teams play – uh, what they're doing is they're they're mucking up the game and playing it in such a kind of a weird fashion, uh, and they're talented that it's going to take a little while for you to get used to it. Uh, the other one is that if you look at the last four games, the Lakers, the 76ers, the Suns, and the Nets, and those are four not good teams, and we won all four of them. Uh, we won by a combined 36 points. So... You know, you're suddenly winning those games by nine points a game. Again, I, I, I'm not sure you can do more. I, I understand the feeling. I mean, if I'm honest about it, I'm frankly having that feeling, right? Like, I, I'm i finding myself a little bit saying to myself, like, boy, shouldn't we, shouldn't we be at a little, be playing that a little bit better? And, and I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that, that that's actually it. A fair answer, um, and and so I, I guess my my point here is is I feel you, and then I think we're both wrong. That if you win four games by nine, now you got to play. You're probably going to play better uh, to win either of these next two games. I don't I don't think there's really any question to that. Uh, I think you're going to have a hard time beating Boston or Toronto playing at that level. But I also think that it's almost easier to play at that level against Boston or Toronto. Uh, if you watched Brooklyn last night, they, they don't run any sets. They're just coming down quickly. They're playing one-on-one. Uh, you're, you know, doesn't really let you get into your team basketball concepts. They want the game to be uh, kind of a frantic mess uh, the whole time. And in turn, it takes a little while, I think, to adjust. Uh, by the end of the night last night, the Jazz defensive rating was, was a 94 which is really, really good. And, in fact, again, if you look at the last three games, so the Lakers, the Jazz defense wasn't great. It was a 106.7, but it, it's, it was pretty good. 
Uh, it wasn't great, but it was it was definitely pretty. You know, one hundred six point seven is not great. They win the game. The next three nights, the defense has been great. Eighty eight point eight. 92.1, 93.6. League average is 104 this year. Uh, anything under 100 is elite. The Jazz have now gotten themselves to be the second best defensive team in the league. And so really what's happened is the offense has struggled a little bit both of the last two games. But when you then win, you know, it's probably going to be um, the offense is actually getting you enough at that point. And. But they, but they have struggled. I mean, the offensive rating last night's a 97. The night before, or 102. The night before, that's 100. Uh, then the two nights before, that was good. So it's since George Hill got re-injured uh, and brutally that the offense hasn't been quite as good. And I think, I think we probably that shouldn't really stun us. Um, and I think as you look across the the scoreboard. Last night, you kind of see the same story, right? So the Warriors are playing Denver. They're at home. They should probably handle them. And, you know, after one, they're up by two. And at half, they're up by four. And then after three, they're up by eight. And then they kind of just cruise to a an eight-point game that was never in doubt. The Clippers play Phoenix last night. Short some guys, so similar to us at that point. Uh, they're up by one at the end of one. They're up by six at the half. They then kind of they stretched it out a little earlier uh, than we did, and Phoenix, frankly, kind of went down to the wire. So, you know, I, I I'm not sure that I'm willing to. I guess my point is I'm not willing to nitpick on a team right now that is fourth in the West, has won four in a row, is maybe not as sharp as it needs to be, but I'm not sure that the opponents force them uh, to be that sharp. So the Jazz are now 22 and 13. Uh, they're four and a half games behind Houston, by the way, which is just an incredible tribute to what James Harden is doing there. Uh, they've got a half game lead on the Clipper, or no, a percentage point lead on the Clippers, a half game lead on Memphis, and a game lead on Oklahoma City. Who has a brutal schedule and a seven game lead on the eighth spot. I think it's pretty clear that we're going to make the playoffs. Now the question is where. So that's kind of awesome. And right now we're doing it with home court advantage with a first-round playoff against the Clippers, which would be incredibly awesome. Uh, it'd be nice to get to Houston. I'm not sure how that happens. Uh, Houston is playing brilliantly. Uh, James Harden is on fire. Mike D'Antoni has them going, and they were the sixth-best uh, defensive team in the month of uh, December, which is incredible. Uh, they are ten. This I always kind of keep an eye on this one. They're ten and nine against teams above five hundred. We're six and nine against teams above five hundred. So you don't see a schedule thing going their way. In fact, we have played of the teams in the West. The Warriors have played eighteen games against teams above five hundred. The Spurs have played uh, seventeen. The Rockets have played nineteen. We've only played fifteen. Clippers have played sixteen. Memphis nineteen. Oklahoma City seventeen. Sacramento. And then some of these teams play more because they're not over five hundred, uh, and so they don't have to. Pl- they don't play themselves, so they're at twenty. Portland's at twenty. Uh, New Orleans, by the way, is worth keeping an eye on because they actually have won nine games against above five hundred teams. They've played twenty three games against above five hundred teams, and they are currently only a game and a half behind Sacramento. And with Drew Holiday, uh, they've been pretty good. So I think there's a chance that New Orleans uh, could actually be a playoff team. Uh, along the way. Uh, all right, we are today brought to you by Jamalto and our friend Dan Spence and Jamalto. Jamalto is a global leader in digital security. Uh, they do some really interesting work. They're basically trying to bring trust into this crazy connected uh, world. And 
maybe taking a little bit of a different approach. See, what most people have been doing over the last period of time is trying to encrypt the outside of your data and, and, and handle the perimeter, and it hasn't worked. Uh, the re- reports have revealed the data breaches increased 15% compared to the fir- last first six months of 2015 to the first six months of 2016. So, well, then what's everyone doing? Well, everyone's spending an awful lot of money, and they're not really protecting their company. That's where Dan Spence and Jamalto come in, and you can reach Dan at 801-540-3024. What they're going to do is they're going to find the data that you need protected They're going to accept the breach is going to get through because that's the reality. But then once the breach gets through, they're going to make sure that you do not get any of your data stolen. And that's the approach they've taken, and people are having a great deal of success. Jumalto is a huge global company, and you look at their site and you see who they who uses them, and you understand uh, the success they have. They're going to protect your data at rest, protect your IP, and since and then they're going to use encryption uh, as well as uh, crypto management as well as authentication uh, to make sure that, that you're safe under all circumstances along the way. Uh, you know, and Sometimes it's as silly as someone losing their cell phone or losing their access and then being able to have it go down to that specific moment where you can deny that person's keys so that then when you rebuild their keys, it doesn't put the whole system uh, in jeopardy. Call Dan Spence, 801-540-3024. That's 801 540 Thirty twenty-four. All right, this next segment would be better if it was visual, but let's try to figure out. Gordon Hayward and Rudy Gobert are both playing so great, and I have been uh, this whole time kind of I'm not going to talk about them as being all-stars because uh, it's so hard to make the all-star team. It, it just seems, you know, too much. And frankly, you know, Damian Lillard did not make the all-star team last year. Mark Gasol did not make the all-star team last year. So, it, it and Blake Griffin didn't make the All Star team last year. So when the year started, I figured there's just almost no way. There are twelve Western Conference All Star spots. Nine of them, I think, are accounted for. Okay, so the guards: Steph, Westbrook, Chris Paul, James Harden. The wings and bigs: Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, and I and I do think Demarcus Cousins. So, uh, and that's tough because DeMarcus has such a negative impact on the game, but he's so skilled and coaches are voting and coaches have to prepare for him. And there's nothing like preparing for him. So I, I do think he makes it. Now, where do the next three spots go? The first player to discuss, or the first two players to discuss are players who were on the All-Star team last year. Now that's, so I mean, you're trying to bump someone now. And the first one's Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson is averaging 22 points a game, three rebounds, two assists, shooting virtually the exact same as he did a year ago. And the Warriors are 30 and 5. I got to admit, I find it impossible to consider that they're going to bump Clay Thompson off the All Star team. Uh, I, I, I see no reason why they would. I think he's virtually a. A lock. Uh, his performance hasn't changed any. In fact, he still had the big games. And I don't know why they would decide that, well, we don't want four Warriors. They're 30 and 5. So my my instinct is that we're now down to two. And I almost think it's going to come down to, of all things, uh, the two, these two debates is the way I look at it. Uh, one is going to be 
And this has a little bit to do whether or not uh, you think of Gordon as a guard or a wing. But the, the team needs a fifth guard, which I think uh, Gordon can do without any problem at all. So I think it comes down to either Dame Lillard or Gordon Hayward for the final spot, which would be a sixth wing position. That That's one way of looking at it. If, if they and I don't know that they'll actually do that uh, the other and, and we'll look at those in a second the other is Aldridge DeAndre Jordan Blake Griffin Rudy Gobert Marcus Ol Carl Anthony Towns I can't believe that you're not gonna put on Marcus Ol uh, so I really former defense player of the year so respected. So I really believe that Gasol and Thompson are on. And now we're down to one spot. And is that spot going to be a big or a small? There's five guards on this roster. There's Durant, Leonard, Green. And then there's three centers. Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, and Marcus Gasol. Now, all of a sudden, you look at it and the numbers don't make any sense for Rudy. The whole time, I've thought the numbers don't make any sense for Gordon. I don't think that Blake Griffin's a legitimate candidate. I think that Carl Anthony Towns and Minnesota's record becomes a problem, so I think they get he gets voted down. I'm having a hard time with DeAndre Jordan because Rudy is so much better than he is this year. But DeAndre Jordan is still shooting 67%. He's averaging 12 points and 13 rebounds. He's blocking two shots. He was on the national team this summer. He he's been an all-star twice or he's been all NBA twice and never been an all-star. You know, I I think there's a chance that just out of respect to what he's done in the past, he could get that vote. I I have a I I don't LaMarcus Aldridge is an interesting one for everyone to to make their vote on because he's not having that great a year, but the Spurs are. So he's down to 17 points a game, seven rebounds, two assists, shooting below 50% as he often does. Uh, he's added the three back a tiny bit by once a game. But they're really good. I mean, I think... And he's a four-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star. I mean, this gets incredible. We're talking about Gordon Hayward, Damian Lillard, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeAndre Jordan, and and Rudy Gobert for one spot. Unless you believe... That those guys should go in over Marcus Sol or Clay Thompson, and I don't see that happening. Marcus Sol, twenty points, six rebounds, four assists, carrying Memphis right now. With Conley's injuries, forty-two percent from three now, uh, and former Defensive Player of the Year, two-time All Star. I I just can't see them. 
denying Marcus Ole. It plays the game the way every coach likes. And I can't see them denying Clay Thompson. So we're down to, and it's hard to narrow in. Like, is it going to be, is it a wing spot? There's, As I said, there's five wings, and so maybe they want a sixth wing, and that sixth wing uh, becomes Hayward or Lillard. Uh, is there, if Gasol, Cousins, and Davis are running the team, are they viewing that as three centers? And so, really, Jordan and Gobert are off, though Aldridge was on the team last year as a big. It, it's It's fascinating. I think Gobert should be on before Aldridge or DeAndre Jordan. If I'm just isolating which big I'm voting for, and now is that because I'm a homer? You know, some will say to make that decision over Aldridge, you're really ignoring the fact that they can go to LaMarcus and they give him the ball, and you can't do that with Rudy. I'm just watching Rudy every night. His defensive impact is just incredible. Gordon Hayward against Dame Lillard gets really interesting. Lillard's averaging 27, 5, and 6. Those numbers are hard to ignore. Really hard to ignore. At at 45, 35, uh, and then 90% of the line. His effective field goal percentage is, is 52. They're the second worst defensive team in the league. He's got to be a little responsible for that. If he had Rudy Gobert, they wouldn't be. So maybe he shouldn't be. Gordon's averaging 22, 6, and 4 with an effective field goal percentage that's 51% to his 52. He's Gordon shooting the exact same 45, 36, and 88. I mean, their shooting percentage numbers are the exact same. The issue is that Dame uses more of the offense than Gordon does. Dame, Gordon takes 16 shots a game, and Dame takes more. And Dame's team's not as good. Uh, Dame's taking 19 shots to Gordon, 16. Is that really? You're gonna? Is a guy really going to make the all-star team over the other guy because he takes three more shots a game? Because he's got more commercials? Because his team's not as good. And with the amount of injuries the Jazz have had, I'm not actually convinced that Gordon's been playing with that much better set of players than what you're, what Dame has been playing with. So if you were to buy my argument that it's Hayward over Lillard only because of Portland's disappointing play in the standings, you very easily now get into a Gordon Hayward versus Rudy Gobert decision. Which is awkward, and I'm not going to touch on it. Because I actually think it just has to do with whether you want another wing or you want another big on the roster. The end result of this is there are one, if, it, if, you, if you can see the Thompson and Gasol are in, there are one, two, five guys for one spot, all of which are very deserving of the All-Star team and very much of what I anticipated would be the case this year. But to Gordon and Rudy's credit, they have played so remarkably that I think that they have given themselves a better chance than before. The only other one I would add, and I just don't see it happening, is that partially due to our system, partially due to our pace of play, is that the uh, I also don't, I think that there's, you know, 
the blow-up game before everyone submits their vote, I think would be a pretty big one uh, for one of these guys. And I don't really know what that game is. And I don't know where it's possible. Um, and And I think that's, you know, I think the truth of the matter is that that probably would impact voters uh, a little bit, some sort of headline outing. Now, maybe we go win one of our next two, uh, and that's the headline outing, frankly. You know, Jazz have won six in a row, clearly moved into third in the uh, – on third on the uh, – or fourth in the West, and have beat Boston or Toronto on the road. Maybe, maybe that's the answer. Uh, today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, SeatGeek is the number one place to go get all of your tickets for any of your upcoming events. Uh, it's really great. It's on, It's an app on your phone. So you just go right now and download the SeatGeek app. And then there's three reasons why to use SeatGeek. Uh, well, there's actually four. Uh, and what it, in the big picture, what you do is you're taking a process that used to be a pain using technology to make it better. And what I mean by that is the first thing along the way is that you – you end up with, uh, they compile all of the tickets from all the different locations into one spot for you. So you're no longer searching this.com and this, this, and calling this broker. They're all available for you, one thing. Second thing is, I don't know the arena I'm going to see the event in. I don't know the stadium I'm going to see the game in. And they give you a ticket score of every ticket. So if you've conceded, okay, I'm going to go be in the lower bowl. Here's my price section. I want to be in this part. Then they'll show you which ticket has the best ticket score, and that's the best price available for you. The third one is it's all secure. It's on your phone. Uh, it's guaranteed. And so you don't have to worry about whether you're being shysted. Fourth thing is you use the promo code LOJAZZ right now. Download the app. Go to the settings tab. And and enter in LO Jazz. And once you do that, you get $20 back from SeatGeek after your first purchase. So go use SeatGeek and use the promo code LO Jazz. A uh, few quick things around the NBA uh, for you. Uh, I, I always like to look at the kind of catch up who's doing what over uh, the month. And I mentioned it earlier that. Uh, what is going on in Houston is pretty remarkable. Uh, I think many of us, I think the Jazz are going to have to try to stay ahead of uh, the Clippers if they're going to be a home court team. And frankly, that's going to be decided between in February and March, just how difficult the schedule is. But if you look at December, the Rockets were the number one team in the league. Toronto is two. The Spurs continue three. Golden State four. Milwaukee was five. Sixth offense, ninth defense. Clip, uh, Cleveland was six. Jazz were seven. Memphis was eight with the number one defense. Not a very good offense. Washington jumped up to nine. Boston was ten. We play today. Uh, Oklahoma City was right in the middle of the pack. They have a really tough schedule coming up here, the toughest schedule. Uh, Minnesota is vastly improved. They were 15th but still not defending. Denver continues to not be a good defensive team. It's interesting. Mike Malone has this reputation as a great defensive coach. They have not uh, been able to do it. They were 29th. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, nothing really jumped out. Washington and Milwaukee have become pretty good offensive teams. Uh, Atlanta is 23rd defensively. They were number one last year. It's just a, or excuse me, offensively. This is offensively. That's the surprise. Detroit is 26th offensively. Pelicans were 28th. As much as I said nice things about the Pelicans, they better solve that. They're better when Drew Holiday plays. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, Steve Clifford, Hornets are working their seventh. Houston was sixth, which was surprising. Uh, Milwaukee's ninth. Teams that just aren't defending, obviously, the Lakers and the Suns. Timberwolves, 27th in the month. Portland, 26th. 
uh, Denver 29th. All the bad defensive teams are in the West, which either means that all the good offensive teams are in the West uh, or all the bad defensive teams. Not sure. The Clippers 23rd defensively for the month. Worth keeping out. That is Locked On Jazz. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a great day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.